Welcome back to the Financial Zero to Hero podcast, a show dedicated to providing you with the knowledge you need to move your small business forward. This show provides you with the ability to understand the financial aspects of your business, as well as the lifestyle aspects so many of us ignore. Along the way, I will also explore the scary world of fraud and how it affects your life. And in between all the business stuff, I will jump into a lighter subject, what I call the sports that don't love you back. My name is Steve Hubland, and I am your host. So sit back and enjoy the broadcast as I start your journey from financial zero to a financial hero. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we're going to talk about to discount or not to discount. That is the question. Now, I know what you're thinking. That is a used cliche. Why are you using this um, you know, constantly or overused, you should say? And the reason why I really wanted to use that particular saying is for those of us who own our own business, this concept is always popping in our mind. Do, do I discount? Do I not discount? Uh, and especially if you're an entrepreneur, <laughs> I guarantee you, some of you out there, you probably have that pop in your mind every other hour, not every other day or, or every week. So, so that's what we're going to talk about today. Is we're going to talk about you know discounting on sales, and you know the two main items you know that kind of come up there for many businesses is, am I selling my product too high? And the other item is, should I discount my product for a, quote, limited time? And, you know, those are kind of the, the big big items that come across, you know, when, when people think about, you know, a discount on their sales. Now, there's a lot of theories out there about the psychology on, you know, when you should discount. And however, I'm just going to focus on the business management aspect, kind of the accounting, cash flow aspect. Um, the psychology, sociology, those items are way outside my wheelhouse. So you know, you'll have to find a different uh, podcast for that particular side of the, the equation. But on this one, I'm going to go through really the accounting and more precisely the cash flow aspects of discounting. Now, the first item, selling product too high. Now, a lot of times, you know, we think, you know, am I missing out on sales because I just have, you know, my product up too high? Well, to understand if you're selling too high, you have to understand your market and more precisely your competitors. Now, I know that sounds kind of, you know, obvious, but yet the more you understand your competitors, the more you're going to understand what you can sell a product at um, and not, you know, as, as everyone would hate to see happen. You don't want to leave money on the table. Well, that's why you want to always research your competitors. Now, you can research them through the internet. Um, if they're a brick and mortar store, you can go to their actual store and see how they're selling. But it's important that um, you do that research to understand what, what are your competitors selling their products at? And I know me personally, um, some of my competitors, I'll take a look at their stuff almost daily. Um, and I'm looking on more backlink uh, items through internet stuff versus their actual sales of their product. Um, but same concept is you, you want to totally understand um, your competitors. You know, as that saying goes, you know, you keep your friends close, but your enemies closer. And that's kind of the same concept here. Now, Make sure to complete a complete side note for all this is if your competitors are price cutting. So it doesn't matter what industry you're in. There's always going to be that guy or that gal, I should say, um, that will cut their price so drastically to you know more or less drive business to their place. Well, 
if they've cut their price so low, it's actually lower than what you could buy it for from your supplier, including sales tax, then go to their store and buy, buy everything up. You know, they want the sales. That's fine. Well, you're going to make money off of it because you just bought it for a cheaper price than you could get from your supplier. So that is one of the things to, to keep in mind. And there is if your competitors are really that desperate and they start doing the price cutting, well, then maybe if it's if it's lower than your suppliers, then go and buy it up. Now, on your selling price, always take a look at how the product's flowing through in your respective um, income statement. And in particular, make sure in your financials, and, and when I'm saying financials, I'm talking internal, not your external statements that you would give to somebody. Your internal statements, your internal reconciliations, that you can do a cash conversion on your products. Because you want to know how much cash you're converting on every individual product. Because some products, again, you might be selling a ton of them for, but you might have a cash conversion of, let's say, 4% where you have another product where you're not selling as much, but you're converting more to cash of, let's say, 11%. Um, and then I'll do a separate podcast on cash conversion. So if that's a little, if you're, you're unusual or that's not something in your wheelhouse, um, don't worry, I will be covering that in a later podcast. But within your own financials, you want to do a cash conversion on every product because if you can see how much your cash you're converting, it might not be... Um, beneficial to cut the sales price because you might not convert as much cash. So that's always the important thing. Our businesses run on cash. So that kind of goes back to um, if you're selling it too high, it might be one of those you can't afford to sell it any lower than what it is. Now, on the flip side, efficiencies. So as some of you, you know, if you've read, you know, or listened to my financial ever uh, podcast, the efficiency comes into play um, with your income statement. Now, by that, by that, I mean when you have your gross margin, uh, gross margin, or your gross profit percentage. Sorry, and you compare that to your competitors, whether they're a large competitor or small competitor. If your efficiency, if your gross margin percent is not within line, in line with theirs, say your gross margin percent is thirty percent, and your competitors at forty percent. Well, absent the sales price, that probably means they're more efficient in getting that that particular product built and sold. Um, now they could have some things that they're misclassifying, you know, in their uh, cost of goods sold. But for the most part, you have to assume that they're putting everything proper and accounting wise. And so, if their gross margin percent is higher than yours on the face, that's really telling you that they're more efficient. So even though, you know, you may have a low cash conversion and you have to say, Hey, I can't discount, you know, I, I might be selling my product too high based on my research on my competitors. However, if I cut these, you know, cut the price, I, I'm not converting my cash over. Look at your efficiency, see if maybe it is actually in your efficiency. So you don't have to touch your, your actual sales price. Uh, you're touching more of, you know, being more streamlined on your, how you're producing your product, but overall on just selling the product, make sure you understand how you line up in your marketplace. Most of the time, most of you out there, you're going to be pretty much in line with your competitors. I mean, you, you pretty much know, um, even if it's a service industry, you pretty much know where you are in, in relation to your competitors. Um, but 
keep that in mind. That's always one of those things that you think about when you say, should I discount? Now, the other item to consider in your discount is the, the limited time aspect. Now, on that one, you need to understand or you need to map out what is your main objective going to be. Now, is it cash flow purposes? Is it lost leading? Is it to, you know get rid of old inventory? You have to have an objective. You can't just go and discount your sales. I mean, I mean, you could, but but you need to understand how are you going to measure that. So you're going to discount you know whatever product by ten percent. How are you going to measure that within your income statement, within your cash flow, within you know your product? Because you need to be able to measure these items. You can't just cut and you know, pray, you know, you've got to understand that. And to measure it, you have to understand what is your main objective. Now, if it's just, you want more sales, you know, you want to bring people in the door, um, because you know that, you know, when people come in, they will usually buy accessories to the product. Um, you know, maybe they're going to do, you know, upcharge or they're going to buy another product. You always know they're going to come in and do that then yeah, that makes sense to do it as a loss leader. But again, map it out before you cut that. Say, okay, I know that um, when people come in for this product, these accessory products usually, you know, go out the door as well. You know, they buy more than one product. So make sure you have that mapped out so you can see, is it really working or is it doing what you want it to do? The other aspect, and this may sound a little odd, is cash flow purposes. You know, sometimes people will, people, companies will do a discount on their product because they need to bring in, either need to bring in cash, you know, it might be, you know, they're coming up on, you know, a large payment on a note that they can't extend anymore and they need to have the cash in. So they, they pretty much have to say, hey, I know it's going to be, you know, I'm not going to get as much income, but I need the cash now type situation. That's totally um, acceptable. And, and, and we've seen that before. The other aspect is on inventory. Now, remember, you know, and I've talked about this in prior podcasts, your inventory is cash. You know, when you bought that piece of inventory and sitting in your warehouse or your, or your basement or your garage or wherever you're storing it, that was cash at one point and you converted that cash into inventory. Now, you want to convert that inventory back to cash for whatever reason. Um, maybe you need to have a higher cash reserve or your inventory balance was too high. You realize that, you know, you're so far past your reorder point for reordering inventory that you need to start cutting some of that down. Because uh, remember, just storing inventory, the inventory alone is money, but physically storing inventory costs you money as well. You know, warehouse space, you know, security, what have you. The other aspect on inventory is obsolescence. Now, that's always the biggest fear uh, of most people who produce a product is they produce it, manufacture it, have it sit in their warehouse, and it becomes obsolete. What happens when something becomes obsolete? You're not going to be able to sell it for, you probably won't even get your cost back um, if you cut it down to cost. A lot of times, uh, you have to drastically cut or, heaven forbid, you have to just toss it because you can't do anything with it. So when you go and you start saying, should I discount my sales? Look at your inventory. 
you know, if you have a product that um, new technology or new product always comes out in January for the industry you're in, and you're in June, and you know what your reorder point is for your inventory, you've done the calculation for the reorder, and you're saying, okay, if I don't even reorder, I'm still going to have inventory left over after December, that's going to tell you I need to hurry up and get these these um, particular units out and sold so then you can start mapping out okay i'm gonna if it's june um you know mid august i'll do a, a discount and then mid september i'll do a discount you know kind of you know straddle and and that that kind of again goes into the psychology realm um which is again outside my my professional expertise but think about you know you don't want to have obsolete let obsolete inventory sitting in your warehouse um and again, the other aspect is it's cash flow. You want to make sure that you know you're bringing in that cash um, within back into your company because it's sitting there physically in the inventory. And, and we'll go over uh, again um, inventory and reorder points. We'll kind of go over that um, at a later podcast as well. If those for those of you who aren't up to speed on that, because uh, that's a very very valuable tool um, for those of you who produce a physical product. Now, you also want to set up uh, a spreadsheet with your sales. Um, you set that up so you can see um, a little bit in advance what your sales are going to, how it's going to impact your balance sheet. Because obviously when you have a discount, you're going to have, you know, obviously less net income, theoretically. Um, you might not, but, but for the most part, you probably will have less net income. Well, you want to be able to map it out to see how it's ultimately going to flow to your balance sheet. Now, a lot of times uh, CFOs have software and spreadsheets that automatically do that. Um, now, if you're you're not, if you don't have access to a virtual CFO who can help you run that part of the calculation, you can do a, a real simplistic calc. You know, where you say, okay, here's here's what the income statement effect is going to be. Here's what the cash I'm going to bring in effect is going to be. And then kind of map that over to your balance sheet. Now, this is going to be a little advanced for some of you. So you, it, some of you might not be able to take this step, you know, to map out how it's going to flow through the balance sheet. But if you can, or if you have access to uh, somebody who can do the projections for you, I highly recommend that. Um, again, that's that's really what's traditionally called a what if analysis. You know, you're going to do what if I did a 10% discount on this product, sales price on this product. Well, your what if analysis, a properly done what if analysis, will show you what the effect is all the way to your balance sheet. So you can sit there and see, okay, yes, I know my net income is going to go down, but how's it going to affect my balance sheet? You know, am I going to have to end up, you know, pulling on a line or am I going to get dangerously close to having to pull on a line? Overall, it's going to give you that that comfort to see the true picture on how everything's going to flow through. And again, this goes back to what's your main objective for when you discount. Um, and, and so once you know what your main objective is, you can map it out and project in a what-if analysis. And, <clears throat> excuse me. And then you can be able to go through and react. So if you're doing a discount and you planned on um, doing it for a month, and let's say two weeks in, it's just not going how you want it. You know, assuming you didn't say this is for a one month 
deal. Um, hopefully you only said, you know, this can't discount for a limited time subject to um, cancellation. If you put it that way, then you can react a little faster. However, if you put in, you know, this is good all the way through the end of February 2020, well, your hands are going to be a little tied. You're going to have to pull some other levers to make sure it doesn't hurt you too much. Um, but again, make sure you're measuring this and you understand how is this going to affect um, everything. Another aspect um, about this is if you notice your overall revenue is actually increasing, so you do a discount on a particular product and all of a sudden your total revenue you know, for your company, not just that product, but the total revenue is actually increasing, that might give you a better indication that you are too high for the market to begin with. Uh, and again, all of us, we all do our research. We all think we know exactly where our sales product should be and, and how it's coming through. But sometimes, you know, when you actually do a, a discount, you realize, hey, I was actually too high for the market um, or for your local market or market location. And so that is also an eye opener. But again, I can't stress this enough. Keep an eye on your gross profit percent. If your cost of sales number stays the same and you reduce, you do a discount and you're not having an increase in sales, you want to keep an eye on that because that will mean your discount is dropping all the way to the bottom line and, and, and adversely affecting your net income. And again, maybe that's your goal on, on how you're going through that, but keep an eye on your gross profit percentage. I can't stress that enough on there. So now, I know you're you're wondering, okay, sell, selling my product too high, um, or you know maybe I, I'm not selling it too high, or maybe I, I can discount. It's always important, you know, kind of like what I hinted to is when you're doing a discount and you're advertising it, try to as best you can. You know, some places you can't for legal purposes, but try to make sure that you indicate this is for a limited time only. You know, you don't want to have you know, you're yourself handcuffed too much uh, into there. Uh, and also, if you do for a limited time only, you can evergreen it. You know, from a marketing standpoint, you know, you don't have to constantly go back and fix it. Because um, sometimes, you know, what may happen, especially with a lot of us who may do internet or if you have internet sales, you may put it in there and say, this is good through Christmas. You know, and let's say it's September and you say, this is going to be good through Christmas. Well, you forget to change the wording and or what have you and now we're into february and now somebody sees it and says well your your your, your thing says uh, it's good through christmas so you need to honor it so be very careful on, on your wording on there hopefully you've got a marketing person um, to help you market that um, but again that's just kind of a side note just be careful on that um, so you can evergreen it um, if you do have it up up on your internet and one day you decide to pull it down all it said was limited time only well guess what you say you're now saying oh, my limited time is done and we're moving forward on that so so i hope uh, you enjoyed this podcast i realize it's a little shorter one but um just want to highlight kind of the big items on discounts uh, and whether you should or shouldn't. And again, I know you, if you're an entrepreneur out there, you probably think about discounts every other hour, just you know, thinking about sales to, to bring that money in. So, um, and with that, I thank you for your time. At the close of today's show, I remind you of my free Small Business Money Moves course. At HublinFinancialSecrets.com, I go over important concepts regarding how to make your business more efficient and ultimately 
have your business work for you. The topics I cover are how to make a profit without working harder. Remember, we all want to work smarter, not harder. The next subject is how to autopilot your business. There are items in your business that can be automated, and I go over some of them that kind of help spark that idea of what can you automate. And then finally, how to keep the money you make in your business. And we touch base on the cash reserves, budgeting, and expenses. Are they earning their rent in your business? These free courses can be found at HovlandFinancialSecrets.com. Again, that's H-O-V-L-A-N-D FinancialSecrets.com. Simply enter your email address and you'll have access to the course and start sparking ideas in your business. Again, that website's HovlandFinancialSecrets.com. I thank you for your time and I hope you have a great day.